Hello and welcome to Emotional Support Witch, a podcast about learning, healing, connection and all things witchcraft. My name's Steph. And I'm Yella. And welcome to our episode today. What are we talking about today, Yella? What did we leave off with last episode? Well, we pulled the Ace of Swords mm-hmm. um, and we talked about the Winter Solstice, which is coming up um, at the 21st of December. So everything is kind of like getting a bit calmer, coming to an end, coming to new beginnings, maybe. Yeah, I think that's exactly it. Last episode, we were talking about, you know, hibernating and getting cozy and yeah, things kind of ending. But the card we pulled at the end of it, the Ace of Swords, is about new beginnings. So I think we're going to be talking a little bit today about the new year. Obviously, it's a man-made construct, isn't it? Um, The fact that it's the 1st of January coming up, but it's still a nice point to, I think, be reflective and because we're still in winter to kind of think about the year ahead and and what we want to be doing and thinking and feeling. You're right. It is um, a chosen date that humans chose to celebrate. But I did a little research into the origins of New Year and why it is on that date and maybe not for every culture. So we'll dive into that at after we've talked about the card, but you'll find out that it's maybe even a bit more connected to Earth than we thought it is. So that was very exciting during my research because I kind of, I do like this time of the year where everything comes together, mainly because I have the time to reconnect with people that I don't see much over the year, but I also dread the kind of new years and now Mm. you have to be a new person, but you also still have to be like in winter for three more months which kind of feels like forever those first like month of the year always feel like so long and cold and dark um so yeah I hope we can maybe set some nice new intentions and just put a new meaning to the new year that works for us as we have been doing with many other things as well Mm, yeah so true I've always um, not enjoyed the new year, new me. These are my new year's resolutions that I will fail inevitably on the 4th of January <laughs> because I can't not eat chocolate for a week. You know, like I think it has always felt quite arbitrary um, and almost like you're setting yourself up to fail. I would remember trying to be like, okay, I'm going to exercise every single day. And then just obviously not being able to do that and then feeling guilty and feeling bad and then being like, well, there's no point doing any of it and kind of just slipping back into to old ways. So I have often found it a really kind of frustrating time of year, but I, re- I, I like the idea of reframing that now and going into it consciously and thinking, okay, actually, how will this be beneficial? What are things that I can um, be thinking about going into a new period of my life metaphorically and literally yes Um, and maybe giving ourselves a little bit more leeway a little bit more um way to explore these things because I think one thing we've learned looking back there's one thing that I always like is looking back at the old year Mm. which I think is sometimes maybe even more helpful going into the new year looking at what you've been through and what you can take on and what you maybe want to lose and I think one thing we've learned is that um and I'm going to get the words wrong, so please help me. Um, persistency over, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, persistency oh, over... Consistency. Consistency, that, that's it. Mm-hmm. So even if we are setting ourselves the goal of doing yoga, yoga every morning, 
we we don't. Mm-hmm. But if we don't see it as a failure, but just as something like, okay, today didn't work, I'll try again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I think that really helped in us doing yoga very regularly. Yeah, way more than we used to when you'd be like, oh, well, haven't done it three times this week, so might as well try again on Monday. Exactly. Like, And that's what I feel like with the kind of New Year resolutions. This is a nice thing and for some people it works, but it shouldn't take away from like inventing ourselves throughout the whole year and finding new things and not waiting for Monday or New Year's to mm-hmm. change something necessarily rather just taking it as a time where you can reflect because we talked about this I think two episodes ago winter used to be a time of reflection a time of hibernation a time of calmness and thought um it is not really anymore I mean Christmas time is always so busy Mm. um but our ancestors used this time to just really think about what they did in the year and about their harvest and about everything that was about to come yeah no I I like that I think that's what we're gonna try and do this year so reflect on everything we did the past year because it's very easy to kind of move on and kind of oh that's in the past and but actually we've done a lot it's been a really big busy year um, and I think it deserves to be reflected on and see what went wrong and what went right and what can we learn from both of those going forward into the new year um And I think it feels like that for many people because with the pandemics and everything being over at the beginning of this year, Mm. it kind of felt like everyone was going back into a new but old normal and rushing into routines that were not there for a few years and rushing back into being busy and creating things, which was really nice in some ways but really challenging in others so I think a lot of people can follow us on this journey and understand where we're coming from here yeah but yeah let's let's talk about the card a little bit what did you find out in your research so yeah I'll repeat the words that we read at the end of the episode to kind of remind everyone so it was the ace of swords we pulled and every single time we pull a card it's always so relevant isn't it it's really exciting yeah Um, we did say before we want to talk about like intentions and um how we go into the new year and the card just just yeah every time so the words were truth courage vision insight power triumph accomplishment irresistible force cutting through to the heart of the matter on a roll and needed change nice so those are some really really nice words a lot of like movement and action and things happening and um vision and accomplishment and power so it feels like a lot of action in those words um and then when I went on to do more research the the card is I think we described it at the end of the episode but it's like a hand holding out a sword and at the tip of the sword there's a crown with like um floral sort of wreath coming off it and in my research, it kind of said that the the hand holding out the sword was representing the divine. And then the sword coming up was um, was intellect and your mind. And then the crown at the top was success and victory. Um, but then there's also like mountains in the background. And those were meant to represent the challenges ahead and how there was still, um, you know, bumps in the road. But the power of the sword meant that you were ready to handle those challenges and that inevitably you would be 
successful in the new exciting journey or um, chapter that was about to happen. I like that. That's a very nice description of the card because if we think about it, we don't want an easy pathway ahead of us. We just want to know that we can handle it. Mm. That's exactly what the card kind of says. It, it implies that you've gone through, um, I guess, the growth and the reflection and have come out now with clarity and have energy for exciting projects and new ideas and creativity. Um, and it kind of said about a new wave of energy um, from the intellectual realm um, and a verge of a new way of thinking and clarity. And it said to meditate regularly to keep your mind clear um, on that goal ahead sort of thing, which I thought was interesting. I know we've spoken about our relationship with meditation um, and that being something we can work on. Definitely. So I thought that was a, a nice practical kind of um, advice as well in this time of growth and change is to make sure to still being conscious and going through those rituals and making sure that your head is clear to be able to focus on and have success in those things. Yeah, because meditation, I mean, for me, it can sometimes sometimes be a bit, um, it can feel like a lot to do mm. because like clearing my mind sounds like something I'm so far away of because my <laughs> mind always seems very full, but then it's so important to clear it to allow those thoughts to kind of like regroup and like all that and I guess you can really just find your own way of meditation like mm. for some people it's guided meditation other people like to have like transcendent what's it called no like transcendental I don't know or like <laughs> I don't know just even just breath work and mm. just sitting there even after you've moved after yoga I mean yoga and meditation really go mm. hand in hand often times and yeah just finding your own way if it's just sitting like in front of your window in the morning and breathing for a few minutes yeah that's more than you would have done you know if you hadn't done that exactly <laughs> um, <laughs> deep stuff um, <laughs> but no I've always struggled with meditation I guess even just the word feels really daunting and I sit there and I can't stop the thoughts from coming into my brain and I just find it really frustrating and then I'm more frustrated at myself than I am calm but I think you're right it's I just think maybe that's going to be one of my intentions for this year is to find a a way that works for me because at the moment it is just kind of yoga like I feel like the incorporation of movement into breath work and meditation really allows me to um to meditate or be meditative um but I find when I just sit still it's not very accessible to me so yeah but I think it's definitely something that you can practice and that you can learn mm -hmm. and how with all things, I think we talked about this in our very first episode about creating things. And in a way, if you're meditating, you're creating space for your mind and mm -hmm. you're creating a calm space for yourself. It never turns out perfect the first time you create something. And we are so afraid of failing in this society. And it's such it has such a bad connotation, even though it's really not a bad thing at all. It's just a process of learning. Um, but yeah, that we think that, oh yeah, if I, if I can't do it, I've tried it for five minutes. My thoughts are still running wild. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to try it's again not for tomorrow. Me. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, maybe just, um, not just with meditation, but in a, 
intention for new year could be just to try more often even if you fail with mm. anything that happens don't don't let it go so easily be a bit more persistent mm-hmm. um even if you need a little break from it if you can't do it every day just try again get up after you fallen down yeah i know i think that's really important when you are taking action as well because this card is very much about um you know being a sign of encouragement to embrace new ideas and stimulations and opportunities and to thrive um in original thinking taking action and creative action um with ideas and opportunities so there's a lot of feels like a lot of movement and a lot of action a lot of thinking um, so I think it's important as well to make sure that you're coming to that from a place of a um, a calm mind or your own mind. It's not full of just other thoughts <laughs> and anxieties and other people's thoughts and anxieties, but that you can come from a, yeah, a steady place in your own head. I like that. And what do you think, um, how can we get to a place where we are ready to take this opportunity? Like, how are we ready to to take the the ace of thoughts and walk through the mountains and take all the challenges that come ahead of us? I mean, I think the reason it probably resonated with us personally is because I wouldn't, if I'd got this card a couple months ago or six months ago or a year ago, I don't think I would have felt the same way. Like, I don't think it would have resonated as much because I think the past few months or year has been not that, you know, it has been a time of reflection and lots of inward growth and a lot of like internal sort of things. So I think the reason that we are now feel ready is because we've done all of that work to get to that point of clarity. And now potentially, now we're in the stage of still resting and recuperating and hoping then at the end of that, we'll have the energy to take action. Yeah. So maybe it's something... Um, the new year that we can take not as a oh from the first of January I have to be ready to do all this mm. and get it all perfect but rather than it's uh because sometimes it helps to have something okay now I can start new now I can use this opportunity to reinvent myself or whatever I want to do but maybe it's like still a process mm. maybe it's not a okay this day everything changes because it never happens like that like let's be honest you can't yeah but earth doesn't grow in a day spring comes process isn't it yeah very slowly but it comes Mm. so maybe we can kind of like i really really like at the moment to be led by the seasons Mm. and by nature and i do think as i said there are some reasons why people celebrate the um new year at the first of um january there's another day um, I'll come to that where they celebrated that also kind of makes sense to me but yeah like just take that winter to to slowly work up the courage and the energy and the excitement to then in spring maybe be mm. ready for all the challenges like yeah maybe lose that idea that it has to be from zero to hero yeah no I really don't think that on January 1st we're suddenly going to be doing things differently than we're doing now I do think you're right. It's about you're taking action and you're having energy and it's towards an intent, but it doesn't have to be big in your face action, actually the work. And it still is action to be doing the foundational kind of 
making sure that your foundations are set in the direction you want to go and making plans that when spring comes, you then have all the tools and everything set up to be able to take that more obvious in your face action. And the journey and the challenge, like the mountains and the card, isn't all just straight the same um, level sort of road as it's ups and downs. And I think that that requires internal work and then external work, but it's starting that process, I guess. Yeah. And I think on the topic of external, I think we talked a lot about like what we did like in ourselves, within our minds, within our bodies to kind of feel grounded and ready for change. But actually we also did a lot of work around us. Like Mm. it's not always just something that you can do within yourself or that you can change within yourself. You can always change your environment too if it's not helping you. Like a flower, most of them, depends on the flower, I guess, Mm -hmm. but they need certain conditions to to grow. And that's um, something that humans need as well. And I think like when you do that inner work and reflection about yourself and thinking about your needs and your wants, you kind of also figure out what works for you outside, which people give you energy and which people mm-hmm. maybe don't, which projects, projects, which, jobs. yeah, what kind of activities, what kind of hobbies, like even the layout of your room or like the daily walk you do, or maybe just weekly, it doesn't need to be daily at all, but also like, yeah, like get the environment around you ready so that you're able to blossom in spring. Mm. I, that's a nice kind of actionable thing you can start doing in January and February is those sort of foundational things, isn't it? The making sure that your environment is nice and ready for you to be able to flourish when you when it's the right time. Yeah. And that's, I guess, why we do a spring clean, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, everything, I struggle with that at the moment. Everything feels so commercialized, even spiritual movements like anything is Mm -hmm. just I know we talked about it like just in the shopping center in town being like oh are you spiritual do you like tarot cards buy all these buy all this um all these arbitrary things that have nothing to do with spirituality but have a tarot card on them Mm. um like everything and that's how I've felt about new years as well it's like Mm. it's just arbitrary it's just man-made it's just commercial and it's capitalist the, like the gyms to make all their money in january you know exactly <laughs> um spring clean as well but like really like doing this podcast and looking into like all these like origins of culture and paganism but all the other cultures as well everything came from something and capitalism and commercial outlets use it because they know it works because it's so inherently mm-hmm. in our us as humans and in our culture that of course we will react to it but I think one thing that I want to do next year is kind of like reclaiming these things to say okay like that's in me and that's why I want to do a spring clean Mm -hmm. because it's going to make me feel better and it's going to set me up for a successful year because my space will be tidy and it will be comforting and it will be and you get to reflect on what you do yeah. want to take forward and what you can yeah. leave behind you. And But I then also, it's really easy to slip into, oh, but then maybe I'll buy new curtains and maybe I'll buy mm-hmm. new that. And this is an offer because it's a spring offer, but maybe not 
so much engage in that, but mm. more like in myself, like still use these rituals, not let them be taken over by marketing and capitalism. Mm. I think that's also an interesting representation of the sword in this card as well, is that, I mean, there's the classic saying of double-edged sword, you know, um, mm. it cuts both ways. Um, and in my research, it was saying that this card is really powerful It could, and it could be used to create or destroy, depending on the intention and the energy that goes into it. Um, and it talks about being wary of um, using the opportunity for the greater good of all rather than for selfish desires and selfish intentions um, because it has the potential to be successful, but it also has that same potential to be destructive if used badly. I think that's something we think about a lot as well when we look into different witchcraft and tarot sort of things is the connotation of because there's energy, people using it badly. Like there will always be people, I think we've spoken about before, that will twist things and use it for their own advantage. And that's always where kind of destruction happens. Um, but it's about being so conscious and maybe clear in your head that you're able to try your very best to be intentional and use it for good. Yeah, I like that a lot. I guess, yeah, a sword can attack or protect, mm. I guess. It can be used for many different things. And our energy, we're always the ruler of our energy. Like we decide if we use it for good or for bad things like we decide where it goes into um and that's really something that you can take into the new year as well it's just like I'm gonna try to use it for what's good for me but also for everyone around me mm. it says it like represents the clarity that you have because you you can then pursue truth and justice because you have clarity within you. You can champion the causes and these issues and be able to stand up for yourself and stand up for others um, because you come from a place of truth and connection within yourself. And it says that you are ready for battle. You know, you are ready to take on these challenges and to um, fight for what you think is right and to take action and, and do these things and have success in it. But it really does have to come from clarity, I think, and having done the work to know what you want, to know what you believe in. Um, and that's actionable as well in this new year is to, you know, if it sounds daunting that you don't know what that is that you believe in or that you want, then it's still, you're still taking action by figuring that out. Like yeah. that's the most crucial part of action. There's no point taking action and trying to do things if that really isn't aligned with what your purpose is and what you want to do and who you want to be the most important actionable thing you can do is figure that out yeah that's very powerful isn't it how do you think that ties in with community and like finding like surrounding yourself with people that are good for you mm. I mean I don't think you can do anything by yourself can you um like even us doing the podcast, we both have completely different strengths and weaknesses that then complement each other to be able to do something as a whole. And I think that's true for, and then we wouldn't be able to do that if we didn't have the support of our 
friends and family around us. You know, it is just all ripple effects that um, leads to that. But I think the more in tune you are with yourself and the more you're able to be there for others, the more that you're allowing others to be able to be themselves. It is just a ripple effect of, I think if people were truly free to just be themselves and follow their own purposes, that we would all be a lot more aligned with our sense of purpose in life. Yeah. And I guess it ties back to not being afraid of failure or not being afraid of your own weaknesses because you can't, not everything can be your strength. Mm -hmm. Like, as you say, no one wins a battle all alone. Mm -hmm. Like you need people by your side and everyone is good at something else. So if we are more able to communicate like what we're maybe not so good at. Ask for help. Ask for help. Be like, I know you're really good at like organizing things so can you help me because Mm -hmm. that's like not one of my Mm -hmm. strong suits but therefore I'm maybe I don't know good at something else like maybe of like getting out of the house and like Mm -hmm. recharging and I can help you do that because you keep forgetting I don't know like just like trying to to help each other out and admit to others that you don't have to be perfectly good at everything because that then allows other people to not be perfectly good at everything you know um when you show people your kind of vulnerability and weakness and you are open enough to ask for help it you say to them you can ask me for help you know you don't have to be perfect in order for me to be your friend or for me to love you you can I'm happy to help you in ways that you need help and it then becomes like a more reciprocal balanced relationship and you'll be able to connect with people a lot more if you're able to be vulnerable with what you aren't good at. Yeah. And it's the first step is always the hardest. But I think if someone starts it, mm-hmm. then others will follow. And that that's what a battle is in the end as well. It's mm-hmm. like one person takes the first step, but then other people believe in that course and follow and help out. And together you create a movement that's so much more powerful than one person by themselves could ever be. Mm. Yeah, I think that's kind of what I try and take for as hopeful for the future is like sometimes it feels a bit depressing when you look at the world and, you know, everything's a bit shit, isn't it? Um, But just knowing that like I'm trying my best within myself, I can see positive effects that it has when I'm able to be like that for other people and seeing them be able to do that and seeing the ripple effect of just literally within my community, within the people around me. And then what if everyone was like that? You know, like what if that just spread? I That would be the biggest cause of change if people were able to fundamentally be able to feel safe and be themselves. That would change the world way more than, you know, if we ran for political leader I don't know you know there's the systems frustrate me but the individuals I see hope in yeah no that's um exactly how I feel as well and it can be quite frustrating except especially in the last I don't know Mm. almost 10 years I don't know kind of feel like Maybe that's just when we've been conscious yeah. though. Maybe it's always been like that. that. That's what I haven't figured out yet. Has it actually been like worse since like 2015, 16? Has it 
like gone into wrong direction or is it just that we've been growing up and realizing everything around us mm -hmm. maybe it's a bit of both yeah i don't know um i think it's definitely a lot of scary things happening mm -hmm. at the moment a lot of traumatizing things yeah um a lot of awareness i think that's definitely something that has changed because as much as i like that we're able to connect with so many people all over the world it brings you an overload of information that our brains just are not made to handle you're not able to handle the suffering of every single country like to know there's terrible things happening in every place on earth and we are now have access to know exactly what terrible ha things are happening in all the places and it's way too much like I think we can just about handle I think we can definitely handle what's around us you know we are so resilient and as human beings and capable of going through hard things and surviving but when it's manageable when it's what's going on around us when we can actually tangibly help and do something with the people and the events that are happening around us but as soon as we soon as it's beyond our control and we see things that are horrendous that people should never know about or see and we see them and we cannot do anything about it and then it's like well I can't do anything about anything and then it's just a cycle of well then nothing matters well then I can just do whatever I want well then you know and you can really see how that can affect the way that people think and then therefore treat other people and then therefore perpetuate the systems yeah it's really paralyzing though isn't it mm. you just feel so helpless and powerless and then you kind of lose all the hope and i do think you need hope mm -hmm. to keep going and to be a good person because as you say if you don't have any hope left inside you then nothing matters mm -hmm. and you can just be horrible to yourself you can be horrible to the people around you it doesn't matter because it's not going to get better but I really do think it is or it, it can be if we keep holding on to that hope and if we keep trying to change the things that we can change, which is very little, mm -hmm. but a little goes a long way, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because we can control the way that we think about things and that's been a big shift. I I know everyone always has said that, but I think until you actually put it into practice and try and be really conscious of your thoughts and that's really helped me this year because then when I'm able to not dictate the way that I think but just like notice when I slip into patterns of thinking negatively and hopelessly and like call myself out on that and find the positives or do something that makes me feel better and I'm obviously definitely an advocate for feeling all those feelings so that they can pass and be gone and not trying to distract yourself and get rid of them. Um, and it's not about toxic positivity of just being like, no, but just change what you think and everything's fine. But, you know, we can control our thoughts and what's within us. And then we can control our actions and the things that we do and the way that we treat people and how we talk to people and, you know, the jobs that we do and the people that we surround ourselves with. And then you're slowly taking steps to control the things that you can control and I think that makes you feel better within yourself because you're doing the best that you can definitely is there anything else that the Ace of Sword gives us on our way to 
to the challenge and the battles. Just that now is an excellent time to start <laughs> a new project. I um, like that. And, but it, it's about intellect and communication and mental powers. And, uh, you know, I do think you're right that the, it's the beginning of the journey. It says it's the beginning of the journey to channel the energy in the right direction. And I think that can just be channeling your energy into figuring out what that direction is instead of just going full power into a direction. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like the kind of like now is the perfect time to start a project because I think there's never a perfect time. Mm -hmm. Therefore, so every time is the perfect time. And if you just think about, oh yeah, now I'm starting the project and maybe some person, some listener has already done all the reflective work and they feel ready to like dive fully in right now, then that's their start. Mm -hmm. Maybe for another listener... They still need to reflect and calmly figure themselves out. Then that's their start. But everyone is starting. Mm -hmm. Like we can all start, but each journey looks differently and we can support each other on that. But you can start your journey whenever you put your mind to it and whenever you think you want to start something. And however that looks, that's up to you. But mm -hmm. we, we can. We are ready. Yeah, we are able to navigate the challenges that inevitably are ahead of us definitely and I do feel a lot stronger than I felt these past years going forward and mm. going into the new year um so that's a nice thing mm. I think that's encouraging if to anyone who doesn't feel like that that it doesn't last and that there is hope there is always hope there is always hope. So funny enough, I felt really hopeful around this time last year. I was feeling that finally all the COVID like lockdowns are going to be over and we're going to have finally a more or less normal year again. And I'm going to be doing lots of fun stuff and lots of cool projects. And in reality, the first half of 2022 was <laughs> incredibly hard and devastating mm. and also learned a lot from that and there was lots of cool opportunities there and projects lots of cool opportunities but definitely not that kind of like oh this is gonna be a really fun mm -hmm. like lovely year that I like kind of went into 2022 with like this is just gonna be really really fun <laughs> um it wasn't it was incredibly hard but now I'm going into the new year knowing I can face all these challenges. Mm -hmm. Like I know it's not going to be super fun and everything's going to be so lovely mm -hmm. because now we're out of the pandemic and like we're whatever, you know, um, we're finally adults and we're finally out of uni and everything like we can make our own decisions and everything will be great. No, I know it will be hard because it was mm -hmm. and it will always be, but I know I'm, I'm ready to, to handle anything hopefully <laughs> anything that I can think of um and in a way it's not as enthusiastic as it was maybe last year but it's way more grounded and way more just ready for battle as you say yeah mm, no I totally agree I think when you're younger it's almost like oh yeah this is going to be the year everything's different I'm going to be a different person I'm going to do all the things that I said I'm going to do like everything's going to be perfect 
smooth sailing and then it never is and then you're disappointed and then frustrated and you know and it can get into that cycle but yeah I think that is what we've learned this year is it was really hard and we did a lot of stuff but if we were able to get through it then you got through everything that you've ever gone through you'll be able to get through whatever comes and I think it's it feels a lot more exciting and realistic and grounding to know that there's going to be some really cool exciting things happening hopefully this year but there will also be hard things but I'm almost excited by the thought of the challenges of them now whereas before anything bad happening would have been disastrous and gut-wrenching and what's the point now I'm like oh okay you know what are we going to be able to get through this year what are we going to learn from that um it is going to be hard but no it's part of life isn't it it can't I mean we always talk about balance but you can't have the good if you don't have the bad Mm -hmm. and you're only gonna really feel joy and excitement and happiness if you also feel sorrow and grief and loneliness and sadness and everything that comes with that like it's all the feelings Mm. and I think a lot of what we've been through this year has made us like have the confidence in ourselves. You know, it's taught us different things that mean we're ready for the next step of whatever's going to happen this year. You know, I don't think if we'd been the people that we were this time last year, that we would be ready for whatever's going to come this year. You know, like it all makes sense yeah, in the but it's journey also, of life. Yeah. So nice to know that we'll mm. always grow and mm-hmm. always change and always come out on the other end stronger and with new knowledge and Mm -hmm. with almost like yeah new new things to life Mm. yeah exciting do you want to tell us about some sort of new year's yeah i've I've traditions didn't i yeah (laughs) yeah so i found out that the first of january um is comes from the gregorian calendar and that's a solar calendar and most of the solar calendars begin their year near or at the winter solstice which we talked about last Mm -hmm. episode is around the 21st 22nd of december which is the shortest day of the year in the northern hemisphere Mm. so they do it based on like now the days are getting longer that's the start of your year exactly that's that's the idea and other cultures that follow follow a lunar calendar celebrate their new year at different um points of the year which i'll come to in a bit but basically in the pre-christian rome it was when um after the gregorian calendar um new years was celebrated around january and it was dedicated to the god janus or janus i'm not sure um how it would be said in latin probably janus um and he is the god of gateways and beginnings and he is also the um name giver to January so Mm. Janus January so that really um reinforced my belief in like yes it's all way back before all this capitalist movement all of this Mm. like that's what people did in pre-Christian Rome that was ages ago um they celebrated the god of of gateways and new beginning and change nice um and then actually um from when the Roman times started until the middle of the 18th century, the new year was celebrated um, in like 
on different days in different parts of Christian Europe. Some of them was the 25th of December, which is, I guess, winter solstice, but then also on the 1st or the 25th of March or on Easter. Okay, so, so that's was, more like spring New Year. Yeah, exactly. And um, that comes from, I think, the ancient Babylonian calendar, which was a loony solar calendar which i guess is like both mm -hmm. lunar and solar so moon and sun and um in like 2000 before christ they had the spring festival and the new year during the months of nisan which is around the march equinox so that's around like the 22 23rd of march and um i learned last year from one of my iranian friends that that's when they celebrate the new year and a lot of other cultures as well around the March equinox. Um, and it marks the first day of spring and the moment the sun crosses the celestial equator and equalizes night and day. Um, so I think that's when night and day are at the same length. Mm. So, you know, winter solstice, it's the longest night and yeah. the shortest day. Um, summer solstice is the longest day mm. and the shortest night. And the spring and autumn equinox is when it's at the same time and they actually calculate every year the exact time when the sun stands in that position wow. and that's when they celebrate so sometimes it's on the 20th sometimes it's on the 21st it's always on a different time but they have lots of um fun rituals that they do at that exact time that they calculate which i think we can maybe talk about in our next episode or maybe a bit further into spring and then another thing that I found interesting is that now we're back to Europe adopting the 1st of January as New Year's Day and it was like different parts of Europe it was different times it was like 1544 in Germany 1546 in France um, 1600 in Scotland and in England Wales and Ireland it's only been since 1752 Wow. That they used the 1st of January again after like all those years of the Roman calendar being a bit different. Um, so that's when they went back and it's not even that long ago, but then it dates back way time in pre-Christian Rome. So it's like a whole journey that mm. this New Year's um, day has been on. Yeah, I, I find that so wild because it's clearly so ingrained in humanity, but when you grow up and you're a kid and you you obviously learn that 1st of January, New Year's Day, you're just told that that is the new year. That's it. That And it's so interesting to deconstruct, wait, who says that's the new, who are the people deciding these things? You know, who says that's a new year? Who says this is Christmas? We have arbitrarily, well, it can seem, you know, chosen these days, but actually there is a really long, important meaningful history to it um so I really like yeah looking back on it and then choosing it and making it for yourself it makes it feel more meaningful mm. one other thing that I found um interesting is that another day for uh, another name for New Year's Day is um Saint Sylvester's Day have you ever heard of that no oh that's so interesting because in Germany we call it Sylvester that's mm. that's what we say we don't say new years or anything oh. i mean we say happy new year i guess or in german do it but <laughs> frohes neues jahr 
Um, but um, we don't, we say, oh, what are you doing on Sylvester? Like how are we celebrating Sylvester this year? Um, and yeah, it comes from a saying. I didn't look up all the history of that, but I was just um, wondering if if that's something. No, that... I've literally never heard of it. Hmm. How interesting. Maybe I'll find out for the new year. Yeah. What Sylvester's all about. Um, yeah, but maybe now it's time to pick a new card for our new year. See what 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 we're gonna be what focused. intentions what. That is so exciting to think that. I mean, it's exciting every time we pull a card um, to kind of think about what we're going to be, you know, researching and thinking about in the next week. But now we're doing that with the intention of it being a new year. So it's even yeah. more so, isn't it? Do you want to go? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, so much pressure. <laughs> <laughs> it's always right. Oh, another sword. Another sword. The three of swords. Cool. So the three of swords has three swords. <laughs> There's not a lot going on in there. A the, spider, though. There's, there is a spider. <laughs> I wonder if that's a stylistic choice or if there's representation <laughs> there. Yeah. Do you want to describe it? There's not, I mean, there is yeah. mainly just three swords, isn't there? I mean, there's three swords, but there's one in the middle that kind of has like, almost like a shield behind it. Or what would you describe this? Yeah. It's like, like a, something radiating from it. Yeah. And then it has two swords surrounding it, which one of them goes up and the other one goes down, which is kind of like indicating maybe like a circular movement mm. or a balance of like up and down yeah no I that's a really nice description I'm quickly reading through it and it's quite a, a powerfully negative card oh. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> so that's exciting um gotta be challenged for saying that I'm looking forward to the challenges right <laughs> <laughs> the words for the three of swords is disruptive forces incompatibility, heartache, distance, absence, alienation, unrest, confusion, delay, loss of bearings, loss of moral compass, resolving a moral dilemma, victory through right of action, the healing power of pure intentions, no pain, no gain. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> yes nervous laughter <laughs> but I think it starts very negative and kind of ends quite positive yeah. it's exactly like that journey that we were talking about of you need to figure out what you want you need to figure out who you want to surround yourselves with before you can take action and before you can have your intentions you need to work on yourself and we know that that's a very painful mm. very like much filled with heartache and pain but you gain at the other end yeah so. no I think I think we could have some really interesting discussions about when life is hard when things are not good 
how do we how do we cope I think that might be quite powerful in January because that is often how I feel in January is that sort of like just frustrating yeah I just think that could be maybe a nice thing to kind of start the year on as well as thinking about it is going to be tough what are things that we can do and put in place to make sure that we are able to manage these things and that we are ready for these challenges mm. and I think we've talked about a lot of positive and exciting things this episode so it's just balancing it out but yeah. I think there will be lots of interesting conversations and maybe it also just means that we'll be away from each other yeah for a few weeks for a few weeks <laughs> single yeah. <tier>. heartache <laughs> distance absence oh. <laughs> alienation what will we do loss of bearings <laughs> no um but also i think we'll come back with a feeling of like it's always a weird feeling like that you have around christmas which maybe we can talk about mm. in the new episode or it might not be christmas for everyone but like this time of the year when you go home mm. and you kind of confronted with your old self yeah especially with how much we changed in mm -hmm. the last year but your friends and your family not necessarily have been through it like you know for us yeah. because we see each other every day it feels very natural to the progress we made mm -hmm. it, it feels it makes sense but for people who don't see us as much it might be a new thing that they see for us it might be A difficult thing maybe not maybe it will be a really good thing we'll find out but I think it will be a time of a bit of confusion for me it always mm. is like returning home to my roots is always a little bit confusing always very um comforting as well in a way but sometimes also just a bit like who am I again mm. no totally I mean the first phrase is disruptive forces and I think it's all right we are in a routine, we're in our home, but going home to a more childhood home always disrupts how you feel and who you are and you are confronted with with family and with your past self. And Yeah, and with how people used to perceive you because that's another, an older version of you, but mm -hmm. like they can't just be like, oh, now you're this different yeah. person. So no, I think that it will fit in. January very well very excited yeah me too you're gonna read me a word I'm gonna read word um future tense it's an adjective and it's sensing the judgment of your future self looking over your shoulder chuckling at your well-laid plans or clutching their pearls at the risky move you're about to make which leaves you faintly wary of their opinion, even though you know they take your place in a heartbeat. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I think it will be very interesting to be looking back at this in a year's time, <laughs> wondering what we were thinking about going into a new year, a new era, and knowing that we know a lot more now, mm. a year afterwards, but still knowing that we made the best decision, that we made the best decision, <laughs> Why is that so hard? <laughs> Knowing that we made the best decisions that we could at the time. Mm, I, I like how lighthearted it is. Like that you're able to look back with a sense of humor yeah. and not take it too seriously. And I think that's a nice 
thing to take forward anyway is just just life it's just life and um i watched the new giello giello del what's his name del toro pinocchio film um which is heartbreaking really don't it's a good film but (laughs) only watch it if you're ready um but what um the cricket i don't know if that's from the original pinocchio if it's from his uh, version of it but he keeps saying i'm gonna try the best i'm gonna try my best and that's the best anyone can do (laughs) and i really like that um yeah i think and then if you look back and you know you've tried your best and maybe it didn't work out maybe you you failed yeah but you know you tried your best so you can look at it lightheartedly knowing like yeah now i would do it differently but i didn't know and i learned through those mistakes and successes and through all these decisions I made. We're just trying our best. Exactly. And that's the best anyone can do. Lovely. Well, Steph, Happy New Year. Oh, I mean, <laughs> not yet, but yes. <laughs> yes, but... Um, we'll see see each other in the new year. See each other in the new year. Um, with lots to talk about. and mm-hmm. Lots of disruptive forces, probably. Yeah. And I guess also one more thing that we didn't really touch upon is I think it's also a nice time to be thankful for what happened Mm -hmm. in the last year and I think like apart from this podcast there's a lot more other things that I'm thankful for for this year as well but I think the podcast is is one of them and I hope that it will continue to grow in the new year. Yeah we're excited and we have hopefully good intentions we try our best (laughs) we're just trying our best well i hope everyone has a relaxing break and a wonderful start into the new year and we see you on the other side see you next year